Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Abiding in Him podcast. This is Christina, and I am so glad you are back here today for our journey reading through the Bible this year together. My prayer for us all is that we will be open to what God has to show us in this reading today, and that we will go away from this podcast episode rejoicing in who God is and learning more about Him as our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's get started. Second Chronicles chapter 33 in the New International Reader's Version. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king. He ruled in Jerusalem for 55 years. Manasseh did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He followed the practices of the nations. The Lord hated those practices. He had driven those nations out to make room for the people of Israel. Manasseh rebuilt the high places. His father Hezekiah had destroyed them. Manasseh also set up altars to the gods that were named after Baal. He made poles that were used to worship the goddess Asherah. He even bowed down to all of the stars, and he worshipped them. He built altars in the Lord's temple. The Lord had said about his temple, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. In both courtyards of the Lord's temple, Manasseh built altars to honor all of the stars. He sacrificed his children in the fire to other gods. He did it in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. He practiced all kinds of evil magic. He took part in worshiping evil powers. He got messages from those who had died. He talked to the spirits of the dead. He did many things that were evil in the sight of the Lord. He made him very angry. Manasseh had carved a statue of a god. He put it in God's temple. God had spoken to David and his son Solomon about the temple. He had said, My name will be in this temple and in Jerusalem forever. Out of all the cities in the tribes of Israel, I have chosen Jerusalem. I gave this land to your people who lived long ago. I will not make the Israelites leave it again. But they must be careful to do everything I commanded them. They must follow all of the laws, directions, and rules I gave them through Moses. But Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem down the wrong path. They did more evil things than the nations the Lord had destroyed to make room for the people of Israel. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they didn't pay any attention to him. So the Lord brought the army commanders of the king of Assyria against them. They took Manasseh as a prisoner. They put a hook in his nose. They put him in bronze chains, and they took him to Babylon. When Manasseh was in trouble, he asked the Lord his God to show favor to him. He made himself very low in the sight of the God of his people. Manasseh prayed to him. When he did, the Lord felt sorry for him. He answered his prayer. He brought him back to Jerusalem and his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. After that, Manasseh rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David. It was west of the Gihon Spring in the valley. It reached all the way to the entrance of the fish gate. It went around the entire hill of Ophel. Manasseh also made the wall much higher. He stationed military commanders in all of the cities in Judah that had high walls around them. Manasseh got rid of the strange gods. He removed the statue of one of those gods from the Lord's temple. He also removed all of the altars he had built on the temple hill and in Jerusalem. He threw them out of the city. Then he made the Lord's altar look like new again. He sacrificed friendship offerings and thank offerings on it. 
He told the people of Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. The people continued to offer sacrifices at the high places, but they offered them only to the Lord their God. The other events of Manasseh's rule are written down in the official records of the kings of Israel. They include his prayer to his God. They also include the words the prophets spoke to him in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. Everything about Manasseh is written in the records of the prophets. That includes his prayer and the fact that God felt sorry for him. It includes everything he did before he made himself low in the Lord's sight. It includes all of his sins and the fact that he wasn't faithful to the Lord. It includes the locations where he built high places. It includes the places where he set up poles that were used to worship the goddess Asherah. And it includes the places where he set up statues of other gods. Manasseh joined the members of his family who had already died. His body was buried in his palace. His son Amon became the next king after him. Amon was 22 years old when he became king. He ruled in Jerusalem for two years. Amon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, just as his father Manasseh had done. Amon worshipped and offered sacrifices to all of the statues of gods that Manasseh had made. He didn't make himself low in the Lord's sight as his father Manasseh had done, so Amon became even more guilty. Amon's officials made plans against him. They murdered him in his palace. Then the people of the land killed all those who had made plans against King Amon. They made his son Josiah king in his place. Okay, so we're about to start the book of Nahum and just read it through in one sitting. It's only three chapters. Um, Before I read that, I wanted to give a little summary of what the book is about. So Nahum wrote God's words to the people. The books of Nahum and Jonah are about Nineveh. It was a big city. The enemies of the Israelites lived there. Jonah's words made Nineveh turn to God, but soon they turned back to sin. God was angry with Nineveh. Nahum said God hated their sin. He said God would punish them. Nahum said God's kingdom was good. All bad kingdoms must end. God was the ruler of all nations. He would make everything right. All right. Nahum chapter 1. Here is a message the Lord gave Nahum in a vision about Nineveh. It is written on a scroll. Nahum was from the town of Elkosh. Here is what he said. The Lord is a jealous God who punishes people. He pays them back for the evil things they do. His anger burns against them. The Lord punishes his enemies. He holds his anger back until the right time to use it. The Lord is slow to get angry. He is very powerful. The Lord will not let guilty people go without punishing them. When he marches out, he stirs up winds and storms. Clouds are the dust kicked up by his feet. He controls the seas. He dries them up. He makes all of the rivers run dry. Bashan and Mount Carmel dry up. The flowers in Lebanon fade. He causes the mountains to shake. The hills melt away. The earth trembles because he is there. So do the world and all those who live in it. Who can stand firm when his anger burns? Who can live when he is angry? His anger blazes out like fire. He smashes the rocks to pieces. The Lord is good. When people are in trouble, they can go to him for safety. He takes good care of those who trust in him. But he will destroy Nineveh with a powerful flood. He will chase his enemies into the darkness of punishment. The Lord will put an end to anything they plan against him. He won't allow Assyria to win the battle over his people a second time. 
His enemies will be tangled up among thorns. Their wine will make them drunk. They'll be burned up like dry straw. Nineveh, a king, has marched out from you. He makes evil plans against the Lord. He gives harmful advice. The Lord says, His army has many soldiers. Other nations are helping them, but they will be cut off and pass away. Judah, I punished you, but I will not do it any more. Now I will break a serious now I will break Assyria's yoke off your neck. I will tear off the ropes that hold you. Nineveh, the Lord has given an order concerning you. He has said, You will not have any children to carry on your name. I will destroy the wooden and metal statues that are in the temple of your gods. I will get your grave ready for you. You are worthless. Look at the mountains of Judah. I see a messenger running to bring good news. He's telling us that peace has come. People of Judah, celebrate your feasts. Carry out your promises. The evil Assyrians won't attack you again. They'll be completely destroyed. Nahum chapter 2 <clears throat> Nineveh, armies are coming to attack you. Guard the forts. Watch the roads. Get ready. Gather all of your strength. Assyria once took everything of value from God's people. Its army destroyed all of their vines. But the Lord will bring back the glory of Jacob's people. He'll make Israel glorious again. The shields of the soldiers attacking Nineveh are red. The armies are dressed in bright uniforms. The metal on their chariots flashes when they are prepared for war. Their spears are ready to use. The chariots race through the main streets. They rush back and forth through them. They look like flaming torches. They dart around like lightning. The commander of the attackers sends for his special troops, but they trip and fall on their way. They run toward the city wall. They keep their shield in front of them. They open the gates that hold back the waters of the river, and the palace falls down. The attackers order that the city's people will be taken away as prisoners. The female slaves cry like sad doves. They beat their chests. Nineveh is like a pool. Its water is draining away. Stop running away, someone cries out, but no one turns back. Steal the silver, the attackers shout. Grab the gold. The supply is endless. There is plenty of wealth among all of the city's treasures. Nineveh is destroyed, robbed, and stripped. Hearts melt away in fear. Knees give way. Bodies tremble with fear. Everyone's face turns pale. Assyria is like a lion. Where is the lion's den now? Where did they feed their cubs? Where did all of the lions go? In their den they had nothing to fear. The lion killed enough for his cubs to eat. He choked what he caught for his mate. He filled his home with what he had killed. He brought to his dens what he had caught. Nineveh, I am against you, announces the Lord who rules over all. I will burn up your chariots with fire. Your young lions will be killed with swords. I will leave you nothing on earth to catch. The voices of your messengers will no longer be heard. Nahum chapter 3 How terrible it will be for Nineveh! It is a city of murderers. It is full of liars. It's filled with stolen goods. The killing never stops. Whips crack. Wheels clack. Horses charge. Chariots rumble. Horsemen attack. Swords flash. Spears gleam. Many people die. Dead bodies pile up. They can't even be counted. People trip over them. All of that was caused by the evil longings of the prostitute Nineveh. That woman who practiced evil magic was very beautiful. She used her sinful charms to make slaves out of the nations. She worshipped evil powers in order to trap others. 
Nineveh, I am against you, announces the Lord who rules over all. I will put your skirts up over your face. I will show the nations your naked body. Kingdoms will make fun of your shame. I will throw garbage at you. I will look down on you. I will make an example out of you. All those who see you will run away from you. They will say, Nineveh is destroyed. Who will sob over it? Where can I find someone to comfort your people? Nineveh, are you better than Thebes on the Nile River? There was water all around that city. The river helped to keep it safe. The waters were like a wall around it. Cush and Egypt gave it all of the strength it needed. Put and Libya also helped it. But Thebes was captured anyway. Its people were taken away as prisoners. Its babies were smashed to pieces at every street corner. The Assyrians soldiers, the Assyrian soldiers cast, cast lots for all of its great leaders. They put them in chains and made slaves out of them. People of Nineveh, you too will get drunk. You will try to hide from your enemies. You will look for a place of safety. All of your forts are like fig trees that have had their first ripe fruit on them. When the trees are shaken, the figs fall into the mouths of those who eat them. Look at your troops. All of them are weak. The gates of your forts are wide open to your enemies. Fire has destroyed their heavy metal bars. Prepare for the attack by storing up water. Make your walls as strong as you can. Make some bricks out of clay. Mix the mud to hold them together. Use them to repair the walls. In spite of all your hard work, fire will burn you up inside your city. Your enemies will cut you down with their swords. They will destroy you just as grasshoppers eat up crops. Multiply like grasshoppers. Increase your numbers like locusts. You have more traders than the number of stars in the sky. But like locusts, they strip the land. Then they fly away. Your guards are like grasshoppers. Your officials are like large numbers of locusts. They settle in the walls on a cold day. But when the sun appears, they fly away. And no one knows where they go. King of Assyria, your leaders are asleep. Your nobles lie down to rest. Your people are scattered on the mountains. No one is left to gather them together. Nothing can heal your wounds. You will die of them. All those who hear the news about you clap their hands because you have fallen from power. All of them suffered because you never showed them any pity. Second Kings chapter 22 Josiah was eight years old when he became king. He ruled in Jerusalem for 31 years. His mother's name was Jedidah. Jedida. She was the daughter of Adiah. She was from Bozkath. Josiah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He lived the way King David had lived. He didn't turn away from it to the right or left. King Josiah sent his secretary Shaphan to the Lord's temple. It was in the 18th year of Joseph's rule. Shaphan was the son of Azaliah. Azaliah was the son of Meshulam. Josiah said, Go up to the high priest Hilkiah, have him add up the money that has been brought into the Lord's temple. Those who guard the doors have collected it from the people. Have them put all of the money in the care of the men who have been put in charge of the work on the Lord's temple. Have them pay the workers who repair it. Have them pay the builders and those who work with wood. Have them pay those who lay the stones. Also, have them buy lumber and blocks of stone to repair the temple. But they don't have to report how they use the money that is given to them. That's because they are completely honest. The high priest Hilkiah spoke to the secretary Shaphan. He said, I found the scroll of the law in the Lord's temple. He gave it to Shaphan, who read it. Then Shaphan went to King Josiah. He told him, Your officials have paid out the money that was in the Lord's temple. They've put it in the care of the workers and directors there. Shaphan continued, 
Priest Hilkiah has given me a scroll. Shaphan read some of it to the king. The king heard the words of the scroll of the law. When he did, he tore his royal robes. He gave orders to the priest Hilkiah, Ahikam, Akbor, the secretary Shaphan, and Asiah. Ahikam was the son of Shaphan. Akbor was the son of Micaiah, and Asiah was the king's attendant. Josiah commanded them, Go, ask the Lord for advice. Ask him about what is written in the scroll that has been found. Do it for me. Also do it for the people and the whole nation of Judah. The Lord's anger is burning against us. That's because our people before us didn't obey the words of this scroll. They didn't do everything that is written there about us. The priest Hilkiah went to speak to the prophet Huldah. So did Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah. Huldah was the wife of Shalom. Shalom was the son of Tikvah. Tikvah was the son of Harhas. Shalom took care of the sacred robes. Huldah lived in the new quarter of Jerusalem. She said to them, The Lord is the God of Israel. He says, Tell the man who sent you to me. The Lord says, I am going to bring horrible trouble on this place and its people. Everything that is written in the scroll, the king of Judah will, will has read, will take place. That is because the people have deserted me. They have burned incense to other gods. They have made me very angry because of the statues of gods their hands have made. So my anger will burn against this place. The fire of my anger will not be put out. The king of Judah sent you to ask the Lord for advice. Tell him, the Lord is the God of Israel. He has a message for you about the things you heard. He says, your heart was tender. You made yourself low in my sight. You heard what I spoke against this place and its people. I said they would be under a curse. I told them that they would be destroyed. You tore your royal robes and sobbed. And I have heard you, announces the Lord. You will join the members of your family who have already died. Your body will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all of the troubles I am going to bring on this place. Huldah's answer was taken back to the king. Thank you guys for sticking around. As always, this is Christina with the Abiding in Him podcast, and I can't wait to see you back here tomorrow to see what God has in store for us. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.